0: You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now, your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. All right,
1: everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Scandariato with Red Eye Properties. And today we have a special episode with us. we got the, the youngest commercial real estate team ever uh, with Donis Brothers, Donis Brothers. And we have here with us today on the show, we have uh, uh, Ken, uh, Kenneth and Kerwin. Um, also has another brother, brother Jeffrey, uh, who's not joining us on the show. But uh, you know, we have two twins and, and one older brother. So uh, they're all in the business together. And I believe they started out building a portfolio of cash flowing, uh, single rental properties and, um, or single family real estate, um, properties. And now they've kind of scaled up into larger multifamily and that's what we're all about too. And getting the systems, the right systems in place in order for you to scale up and do larger deals and, and have a more profitable business for yourself and your investors and wh- or whatever clients you cater to, um, so very excited to hear about their story. I know uh, Kerwin's only twenty years old, and in Kenneth, well, Kerwin and Jeff are twenty, and uh, Kenneth's uh, twenty-three. So I don't want to hear any excuses that I'm too young to start out in real estate because the three of them have kind of defied all odds with that respect. So I'm uh, very excited to have uh, everybody here with us on the show. Thanks for coming on. Yes, Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. So so kind of walk us through your journey, guys. What what made you Start out in real estate. How long have you been doing it? Just walk us through that journey.
0: Yeah, so uh, we we were actually all in school, and I was actually in school uh, looking to become a physician assistant. And I remember being in school on my in my apartment on my bed, and I was watching The Breakfast Club. And a guy named Mark Winton came on, and he started speaking about um, wholesaling real estate and how he had you know came from the hood, came from nothing, and pretty much built a multi-million dollar company. With no cash, no credit, and no experience and no education ever uh, in real estate or, or uh, a college degree. So that really caught my interest because I was, you know, at the moment thinking of, you know, having like a six figure salary. And this guy pretty much came from nothing and built a multi million dollar business, which I was not thinking that big. So that's kind of what got us, um, you know, thinking about real estate and that we could potentially build a company within real estate. And uh, yeah, that kind of. Yeah, there.
2: we read Rashad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um and before then we'd always known we wanted to be successful, but we always thought in the context of a job, we never really thought that uh being an entrepreneur was an option or starting a business. And so once we read Rishad Poor Dad, I like to say that's the book that broke us. Um and then after that, we were open to the idea of real estate. We found wholesaling and then eventually uh made our way into the multifamily space.
1: Excellent. So talk to us about the wholesaling experience and some of the single family experience and how how has some of those skills helped you transition into larger apartment buildings?
0: Yeah. So I will say uh, it took us six months of grinding it out and, you know, cold calling and working without actually ever getting paid or ever closing a deal. Uh, We had listened to many podcasts, heard people that have done it before that haven't had never even known anything about real estate. So we never gave up because we knew it was possible. Uh, but, you know, there was definitely some some uh, valleys that we had to overcome within our first uh, six months journey. But we you know got that first deal. And, and ever since then, we knew it was possible.
2: Yeah. And some of the regarding some of the skills we acquired during that time, I would say definitely built some communication skills not only with other people. So we learn how to deal with different types of people. Um, we also learn how to communicate within our own organization. So um, we've learned to identify our own strengths. And in general, I mean, just being persistent and taking no uh, and not, and being comfortable, being uncomfortable, uh, cold calling can be really challenging and it still is for us today, but it's something that we've just gotten numb to. So now when we go to networking events or when we pick up the phone and call an investor or a potential uh, co-sponsor or an operator or anyone that we want to build a relationship with. Although it's scary, we don't let that stop us. And um, yeah, we've gotten comfortable in that space.
1: Excellent. So what type of properties are you targeting now? Why did you choose to pivot from wholesaling slash single family rentals to larger multifamily?
2: Yeah. So a big reason that we chose to move into the multifamily space is that um, for one, We always knew that we wanted to retire our mom. That's a big part of our why. And we want to generate as much passive income as fast as we can. And the economies of scale of multifamily just offered a a straight path to where we wanted to go. And we really sat down one day and realized that um, both paths could be to success, multifamily and single family. But we wanted to make sure we were climbing up the right tree. And so we wanted to take the straight path to where we wanted to go. And commercial real estate was always the end game for us anyway. And um, before then, we had limiting beliefs about age and lack of experience for not being able to break into the multifamily space. And we thought we needed to have a certain amount of years uh, in, in real estate to do that. But then we just decided that, you know, it was going to be just as hard to do either one to build a a wholesaling operation was going to be challenging the same way multifamily was. So it was our own limiting beliefs. And so once we broke past those, we just decided that we although we might have to find people to leverage in terms of credibility and experience, it was still possible for us to break into multifamily.
1: So maybe it'd be interesting to hear from you both what kind of challenges as obviously age is probably the number one thing that comes up, right? and lack of experience when you're trying to raise money or you're trying to even pitch yourself to a broker. How have you overcome that you know, challenge or what are some, maybe that wasn't much of a challenge. What kind of challenges have you had in the larger apartment deal game? And yeah, how you so, it?
0: yeah, so uh, I believe that confidence was one thing that helped us kind of overcome and with confidence uh, comes knowledge or with knowledge comes confidence, sorry. Uh, So we spend a lot of time learning about, you know, studying markets, underwriting deals, um, just pretty much studying the business and uh, we're surrounding ourselves with people that are very knowledgeable in the space. So we we learn from them as well. So I would say that we've gained a lot of knowledge, which has given us the confidence to actually, uh, you know, know and know for a fact that what we're speaking about is credible So I I I think that we've overcome the feeling of not being credible very quickly uh, with just learning very quickly.
2: Yeah. And I'll add though, I mean, I think I've I've had a few I've spoken to many sponsors who even after multiple deals, they still have that imposter syndrome of not really being uh, credible or experienced or uh, worth worthy of being a multifamily sponsor or legitimate. And I think that's something that we initially experienced just because obviously we're everyone around us is a lot older, a lot more experienced. Um, But as soon as we started joining the right networks, uh, entering the right rooms and surrounding ourselves by people who would not only um, just inspire us and show us that anything was possible, but also told us that it, we could do it what they were doing. Um, that really just helped us break past those those paradigms that we had in our minds.
1: Excellent. Uh, can you talk to us about maybe the first deal you ended up syndicating or or putting together? Yeah. What so- was that process like?
0: Yeah, so uh, we actually just closed on a 138-unit apartment complex in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, alongside our partners. And um, yeah, so that deal was brought to us by uh, one of our partners within our group called, uh, we're part of the thing, multifamily group, who, uh, you know, very experienced people who run the group. His name is Mark Kenny. Uh, you know, over 25 years of experience, over 600 million assets under management. Uh, with a little over 10,000 doors. So very, very experienced individual. uh, And then people within the group, you know, come from very, very um, high-end corporate jobs or just long experience uh, in the business. So this deal, we kind of helped out, um, you know, just on equity side and also on other things that we needed to do in order to get the deal across the table. Uh, But yeah.
1: Nice. And so... What are you looking to do next? Bigger deals, similar size deals,
2: what? Yeah, we're hoping to uh, stay in hundred plus. That's the, the sweet spot of think multifamily. And uh, we of course like to work with other people and um, especially in the group because they offer not only support, but um, we get to work alongside them and just learn how they like to operate the assets.
0: Yeah. But definitely uh, over time, hopefully, you know, bigger, we grow our portfolio uh, and just gain more experience. Uh, once you get into, I'd say, thirty plus million, you're you're really really competing with institutional buyers who, of course, uh, have cheaper money. So it is harder to compete with them, but uh, it's definitely a, an area in which we would like to compete.
1: Excellent. So can you talk a little bit, maybe give some confidence boosters to the younger generation who is listening to us that maybe want to start their own real estate company or they just want to, you know, become a passive investor in other operator's deals or Whatever um, they they want to start somewhere in, in real estate. What as as young men like? What's the number one piece of advice? I know you were talking about you know gaining as much knowledge as you can before stepping into it. Um, but I, I hear a lot of people that are younger, older, in between that have analysis paralysis where they constantly read bigger pockets blogs or bigger pockets podcasts or whatever real estate podcasts and. They, they never take any action. They just keep reading and reading and, oh, I'm going to do it someday, but it just never happens. What's at your, you know, the young, early 20s that you both are in, what's like the number one thing you would say that helped you get motivated to um, grow your business or, you know, even start it?
2: Yeah, I can start. I would say there's a few things, but the main, main thing I think is uh, just identifying a strong enough purpose and why. Um, like we want to help people in, in underserved communities in Guatemala. We want to retire our mom. Um, it's, it's it's bigger than us. And so things like that drive us to drove us to find a path outside of uh, the traditional nine to five. And that's what drove us to real estate. And um, in terms of finding success in real estate, I would say you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. And people my age tend to surround themselves with the people, not the best crowds um, typically. And And I think if you want to be an entrepreneur or in real estate, you have to find people that are doing what you want to do and you have to be very cautious with who you take advice from um and not only that but i think that it, by rubbing shoulders with people who are experienced and know what they're doing um they can teach you and yeah that, that, i would absolutely say just pick your pick choose your friends wisely
0: yeah and i would also say um two things one just if someone's already done it like especially in real estate specifically you know, like I had said earlier, we saw people and heard people on podcasts that were coming on uh, and they were doing their first deal saying it was possible. So just with the knowledge that someone else on this planet is already doing what you want to do in real estate means that it's possible. And, you know, if you're, even if you're not near their age, you know, the only thing that separates you is the knowledge that you don't have that they have. So if you can tap into wherever they gain their knowledge Then you can do exactly what they've done. Um, And then another thing to kind of go along with that, to a certain point, I would say learning first is definitely very important, but definitely taking massive action, massive action is very important as well. Like, I believe that you should learn up until the point you should pretty much learn what you have to do and then just do it. And then whatever happens next, you learn it next and then you do it. And then you just keep the steps. You'll just, It'll just fall into place how it should. But if you spend too much time trying to learn everything, you're never going to just get started, which you can't make money if you don't try it and just start.
2: Yeah, we uh, we spent like a month um, uh, educating ourselves on multifamily. And then four weeks, we dedicated four weeks to learning it. And then we just took action. Um, started the podcast. We still were, were novices. So uh, I think that, that that is a testament to just take imperfect action. And to add to what I said earlier, um, I think a lot of people, it might not be realistic for them or in terms of finances, if they can't afford to attend networking events to get into those rooms. We always like to say that um, the, the, the five people you surround yourself with don't have to be the five people you're physically with. It can also be the people whose content you consume. So the books you read, the authors you read, and the podcast hosts you listen to, the uh, YouTube channels you watch. So it really is the content as well, because if that's the voices you're always listening to, then what's the, I mean, it's just, it's all like the next best thing as being in the same room as them.
1: That's a great point. Uh, how can my audience find both of you and reach out to you and learn more about your platform?
2: Yeah. So the Real Estate Monopoly podcast is our podcast. Um, and www.donisinvestmentgroup.com is our website and we're at Donis Brothers on every single social media platform.
1: That's excellent. Well, really appreciate you guys coming on the show today. If you liked what you heard and or saw, if you can please give us a rating and review on iTunes, it helps uh, both of the Donis Brothers and myself get our message out to a greater audience and really looking forward to seeing what you guys accomplish over the next year or two and Would obviously love to have you back on our show.
2: Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us.
1: Take care.